Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's a sci-fi show, Black Mirror-ish type thing. Starring Adam Scott and directed by Ben Stiller. There's just a lot of word salad Mad Libs there that don't make me want to watch. <laughs> no, but it's really good. It's like right. really, really good. It's weird. I need to. I need to catch up on Atlanta. Once I catch up on Atlanta, then I'll go to that. All right. I have a. I have an opinion about the uh, latest Atlanta season. Huh. I, I have an opinion about it. He got too weird, and it's not fun. I disagree. I think that the weirder you get, the better you get. And uh, Donald Glover getting super weird into it. Welcome to the Touch... Lines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first football football mashup podcast. A can't have nice things versions of the Touchline Media Group because when I'm not here, I'm a Spurs fan and we can't have nice things anymore, apparently. I'm your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my panelists, co hosts, and all around good friends, uh, Nerd Angus and Josh. Uh, we are here to talk college football. If you're here for a soccer episode, um, I mean, there will be stray references. I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to bitch about the fact that Christian Pulisic can't get a start, but hey. Why not? Uh, this episode is brought to you by Smith Workforce Management Group, Paramount Plus, whoever Blue Wired decides to put in. And uh, it's not brought to you by PBR, but it should be. It, it should be. We, 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 we like PBR, I guess. I think. Anyways. Do we? Uh, I, I mean, I haven't drank beer in a while uh, due to my well-documented celiac disease. Um, but uh, back when I could drink beer uh, and PBR was the cheapest beer on the menu, I would often get it. I mean, it's it's a good choice. I'm just, you know, it's PPR. <laughs> I, it's not like an excellent choice. It's just, it's just a choice. You know what I mean? And I so so here's the part where we where we reveal, and Josh doesn't know this, um, where we reveal that there's a bar in Ann Arbor that I used to go to all the time called Circus, 
And on Thursday nights, PBR was 75 cents and they had uh, karaoke and free popcorn. Um, so when I say that I've probably drank more PBR than any other individual type of beer, um, it's, 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 it's there. It's like right there. At 75 cents, I would have drank all the PBR they had as well. Right. Like, like there's not a reason not to. Yeah. Um, and uh, 75 cents, like it's a weird thing to say now because inflation and, you know, yeah. $11 per beer and whatever, but like. <laughs> You could absolutely have 10 PBRs for $7.50 back in the day. Uh, <laughs> it's not what you wanted to do, but it's, you know, there you oh, are. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with the choice. I'm just saying it's PBR. Yes, but like in, in, inherent in your it's PBR is like, it's not like you're saying it's corn and then saying it's great. It's got the juice. Uh, is that meme done yet? I, I want to make sure that that meme is done yet so that I, it can be clear that I'm mocking it. Um, but it's like, it's, it's, I'm not mocking the kid. I don't mock kids. We, that, that's, that's a well-stated rule of this podcast. Oh, no, we've done that on this podcast. <laughs> we try not to mock kids. We try why, not is there, to. why is there a rule against mocking kids? I, I don't. Because, because early because on. This this is podcast, college, like we talk about yeah. college football. Well, early on, we had a recruiting episode and there was a lot of making fun of 16 year olds. And we were like, that doesn't. And it was. <laughs> It was uh it was definitely about JJ McCarthy and not JD yeah. McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh, you know what we're going to talk about um freshman five-star quarterbacks uh and whether or not they deserve to play more than their more seasoned five-star quarterbacks. I I'm, I'm talking about Clemson. Um Clemson despite Dabo Swinney's commentary uh absolutely quarterback problem. Um and we'll get there in a second. Um but uh but yeah, so we 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 don't mock kids um and we do like PBR, I guess. I think. Um so anyways, uh it was bye week for two of the four uh programs that we care about on this podcast. Again, we're go- I I do have an announcement to make. Um a couple of weeks ago and by a couple I mean like six, we decided that Oregon was not worth our time and attention. Um they're back. Well, we were wrong. Back. We were wrong about that. <laughs> we were wrong. Uh, Oregon, welcome back. Uh, we 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 wrote you off because you're in the Pacific Northwest, but damn if you didn't come back with a vengeance. Um, we we love you. You are our favored son at this point because you are the only hope we have left. Um, that's not true. Michigan's Michigan's very much a hope. Um, and Baylor uh, stopped some hopes. So I I guess we're going to start with Baylor. Josh, we're it, we're not we're not waiting a 35 minutes. How do you feel about that? Um shocked and a little unprepared um but you know what <laughs> let's go let's do it I, I, it's gonna be off the cuff now. he's thoroughly unprepared for this <laughs> like, like josh uses the first 35 minutes to catch up on the baylor game so that yes. when we get there it's like ah, okay um so so um, what we're gonna do in order to uh to give you the necessary time is a we are going to shout out the uh san diego padres for trying really hard and mm. failing we we have uh opinions about trying that I mean, are, are they, are they, have they lost yet or are they going to wait to blow it up in the eighth as they, as is tradition with that team? Um, they're probably going to wait. I, I think that that series is probably going to go to like three, two, and then they're going to screw it up. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, and also, also, also for all of us who are like, oh no, recession. Guess what? Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> the Phillies are going to win the title. I know. Phillies are going to win the World Series and then we're going to go to recession because of the Phillies and we all hate the Phillies. Uh, I think Seriously, did anyone like the Phillies? I mean, I'm of the four teams. Re- 
of the four teams remaining in this offseason, they are easily the good guy. <laughs> it is not even close that they're the good guy. And look, look, I understand it's a Philly sports team. So good is like firmly in like anti-hero Vegeta land. But like the fact of the matter is like, like here are your other options, okay? So we've got uh-huh. the Phillies who we're, we're assigning to Vegeta. You've got the Astros who are sell. Uh, you've got San Diego, which I'm going to call Frieza because like, just like generally the manner in which they've gobbled things up. Um, or, or you know what? Galactus, Galactus, like a worse version, like the movie version of Galactus, not the silly comic version. And the Yankees are literally the empire. So the <laughs> Phillies are, are just like normal. Hey man, back. I'm pro Seth. Let's go. Go, go Yanks. <laughs> I hate the Yankees so much. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm pro Astros as it as it turns out because I think cheating is funny and more people should do it. Um, it's it's why have they, I have they like, figured out if they're banging on trash cans yet this playoff? I don't. Does anyone know. like listen for that on a broadcast? I, I I'm sure people are are trying, but like my view of it is like, look, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. What's the point? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> like it means that you don't care enough, right? Like that whole thing about like, oh, Aaron Judge's 62 home runs is the real. Re-. No, it's not. Barry Bonds cheated. You didn't catch him while he was doing it. Still his record. You catch people in the act of cheating, right? And then you punish them. Fine. No, no, I'm cool with that. But waiting three years, five years, three, 10 years yeah. later. Yeah. Reggie Bush won the Heisman. I, like, I, I'm, not... I'm, I'm still upset by that. By, <laughs> by the Reggie Bush like Heisman thing. And didn't... He won the Heisman. <laughs> Did did they do something about their the um, national championship that they won or something or was it just Reggie Bush that got punished? I think I, I think remember. it was just Reggie Bush yeah, because they decided Bush. that because yeah. that annoyed college, me. Yeah, because college football has never um, punished the weakest <laughs> member of a societal uh, structure and then let the all of the people who actually did the bad things off with no off the, problem. Yeah. Um, Pete Carroll <laughs> still has a job in the NFL. Yeah, he just sure saying. does. He sure does. Should he still have a job in the NFL? He shouldn't have a job anywhere because if cancel culture was real, saying that uh, America did 9-11 would probably get you canceled. Um, that, would like, get, I, that would get you canceled, yeah. I think so, right? Like if cancel, if cancel culture was like real about um, like free speech, right? Like that would, that would fall under the line of you get canceled and not like cancel culture as a result of you being a bad person. Like, for example, a certain rapper who may or may not have lost all of his money this week because he couldn't. All right, are we shot. talking about this? Because I, 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 have, I have thoughts. I don't, I don't know what to do about this. I, I would like to hear about your thoughts. I would like to hear your thoughts. <sighs> I listened to so podcast. much Kanye West in college. No, you afterwards. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, um, see, the so great, many good songs. See, the great I, thing for me uh, is that a, I never really liked Kanye West. Um, like, I, I recognize the, the, the whatever. But like, lucky for me is that like on any song of his that I liked, there was always someone else who I could like ascribe the like to, right? Like, it's like, I don't like this Kanye song. I like this Jay-Z song or Uh, I don't like this Kanye song. I like this Akon song um, or Common or whoever, right? Mm -hmm. I was was always able to do that. (laughs) Did you describe liking Gold Digger to Jamie Foxx? I don't like that song. Because no, I was really? never able, I, I can't, I don't like songs I can't sing. And I can't sing that song. That's fair. I, like, like, <laughs> no, no, like there's a very, like, like, I'm, I'm like very much of, of the opinion that music is meant to be like played live and sung by a, a crowd. Right. So like, mm-hmm. it's the reason why I've, I've 
never been to a rap concert because like <laughs> I, I just I just wouldn't right like like I just would not enjoy that thing um and and so like that's why I'm I'm pretty lucky on that um like I listen to rap but like I listen to it right like it's like first scene of scrubs right if we're singing along to a song and knowing that I would never otherwise use the word am I allowed to sing it no okay cool done um and 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 as for Kanye like as 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 the people say um occasionally you get to the find out phase ah yeah uh. <laughs> like like sometimes that happens and mm-hmm. um you know uh, all I'll say all I'll say about the the entire underlying argument which is ridiculous um if what he was saying was true he wouldn't have a platform to say it so, Kanye, so, right? Like if he, if he, if what he was saying was true, and there was a certain people uh, of which I am a member who could silence and 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 undermine the black community, how does Kanye West get the opportunity to say that in the first place? No one knows. Probably wouldn't have let him, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like like the Illuminati doesn't go around saying like, yes, talk about us, please. <laughs> I think it's time to move on to what Josh was going to say about Baylor. I was stalling to give him time to look into the the, the box store. Was that not obvious? Didn't we talk about that, that we were going to do that on purpose? Uh, we didn't say it out loud, but I, I was just like trying to move along the conversation off of our mentally ill friend, no. Kanye West. He's not my friend, buddy. But You're not my buddy guy. Not my guy, pal, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yes, <laughs> Baylor. Ba- Baylor crushed the dreams of uh, everybody's least favorite basketball school. Wait, least favorite? Least favorite. Do we, are, are, is there a team you, oh, actually, before we get to this game, I, this is actually a, a serious question. Is there a basketball program you hate more than Kansas? Duke. You hate Duke more than Kansas? Yes. Duke is up, Duke is up there. Maybe. Actually, no, no, it's, it, it, I think it's, it's, it's Kansas. Kansas for me. It is 100% yeah. Kansas for me because like, my thing is that like Duke was very straightforward in its bullshit for 30 years. Right. Like, and it's like, and they were like, oh, like they were, and like the, the fab five documentary has like a fun thing about it where it's like, oh, they were racist. And it was like, yeah, sort of. And then it was like, oh, they're, you're allowed to have black people on their, on their team, but they're not allowed to have tattoos. And you're like, why is that Shashevsky? <laughs> Explain yourself. But I think over the last, like, basically since he entered the one and done era and he became sort of like normal ish, like he's still a rat, normal. but like <laughs> he was like normal ish. And like, like he would like bring in people like Jabari Parker and Tyus Jones. And you're like, okay, you're not being annoying about this. You're willing to recruit from Chicago. You're willing to recruit from places yeah. other than where you would otherwise recruit. Like, fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bill Self. Uh, and Kansas are honestly my least favorite program. Like the, 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 like, they're like, they like to believe that they're like somehow like not the bad guy, which is weird. They, 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 they try to portray, <laughs> they try yeah. to portray like an underdog mentality when it doesn't work for them. Like it, the inventor of the sport coached at your school poorly, <laughs> but like if the inventor of a sport or something important to a sport coached at your school a hundred years ago, you don't get to be an underdog. That's not how it works. 
Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Kansas ever gets to be an underdog. That's no. a bunch of crap. And yeah. also, like, also, like, they have this thing where it's like they pretend that they don't pay players. Whereas, like, Duke, I don't even think pretends. Like, I, I think Duke is like very straightforward <laughs> about it. Um, which is how you get like, uh, again, like going back to it, like who was it? Oh, it was, it was Jabari Parker who was like, he got asked by Sports Illustrated and was like, how did you decide on Duke over Michigan State? Because he had been a, a, a rumored Michigan State lock for years. And he was like, you know, um, uh, I just, everything really pointed to Michigan State. But, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't want to uh, step on Brandon Dawson's toes. Uh, and that's why I went to Duke. And everybody was like, What? 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 <laughs> and then his dad like took the microphone from him. No, we believe that Duke is where he will get the best opportunity to uh, get to the NBA and be very successful. And it was mm-hmm. like, you were playing center as a six, seven forward at Duke. Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? So like, I, I respect that about Duke. Whereas Kansas and Kansas fans are like, no, they Josh Jackson came to Kansas because he wanted to come to Kansas. It's like, no, they, they do things the right way. They do things the right way. The right way. Yeah, with, right. With <laughs> the right way. Right spelled W-H. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Oh, Baylor man. won a game against Kansas. Baylor won their homecoming. Homecoming. It was, oh, it was homecoming, homecoming weekend, guys. Yeah. Did you go? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Um, but I had a lot of friends who did, and it was a good time. Um, homecoming is always great when you win um it's not as fun when um when you not win but um we did win we stopped the kansas jayhawks from <laughs> embarrassing us on it's homecoming funny. it's funny five and two kansas who was recently ranked in the top 15 and it's still like it would be it would be it's like rutgers right now like rutgers is actually pretty good right now like if, yeah. if you watch rutgers games they're like sneaky competent but you're like you can't. Lose. It's Rutgers. It's Rutgers. You're, because yeah, because it's you're, Rutgers. you're not just playing against the team; you're playing against the name, right? Playing, and the name <laughs> carries yeah. something. Yeah, you can't lose to Kansas on homecoming. There's a reason yeah. you schedule them from homecoming. Exactly. You know, and I bet I bet um, you know if when um, University of Texas gets to play them uh, sometime this year. They're not going to care how good Kansas is or how good Kansas is played. They're going to be like, we cannot lose to Kansas, or it's another five years of hearing about it from everyone else. We'll talk. We'll talk about Texas in a moment because yeah. uh, uh, the Big Twelve take care takes care of its own, and I respect the hell out of the conference. I got to tell you, uh, we'll we'll get there in a second. I want to talk Baylor, but yeah, um, we'll talk Texas next because man, just just all of the respect to the Big Twelve for making sure that that happened. <laughs> like, anyways, go, go yeah. ahead. Baylor, Baylor decided to, what, what they, they got up huge, didn't they? And then they were like, yeah, with their food. And then it was just, yeah. Kind of, yeah. So like, I mean, we, we had a, a like a quick, um, went up uh, by 14, uh, 14 uh, points really quick in the first quarter. And, um, and that was just due to us running the ball really well and it's like creating turnovers as well um and i mean shoot richard reese is one of my probably one of my favorite players at baylor right now um the first one running back and behind our offensive line is just having an outstanding year for a freshman he had 31 carries for 186 yards and two touchdowns averaging six yards a carry i mean just about every in um quaylen jones the other running back uh, average 7.9, uh, 7.9 yards a carry. Uh, Jordan Neighbors, 6.5 yards per carry. I mean, we were gashing him on the run. And Baylor is best, in my opinion, under Dave Aranda when we run the football well. 
We run the football I mean, well. Yes, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, like, I mean, like, everywhere is Wisconsin but Wisconsin these days. Um, <laughs> but, like, Dave Aranda wants to run the ball and play defense. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah. And that's that's been kind of like our bread and butter and our formula. And to the point where, as much as I enjoy a pass happy offense, I'm okay with this. This this if this is this is our new identity, this is where where we're going. You know what? As long as we can throw the ball when we need to, I'm cool with this. This is good. Just um, shout out shout out BYU game about running <laughs> passing pain. it when you need to. <laughs> Absolute pain. But <laughs> Oh, we'll we'll talk about I'm, BYU in a second as well because they did they did yeah. they did the thing that we asked them not to do, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but then uh yeah, like you said, we went a big um 20 points a half and then um you know kind of a couple of sloppy turnovers like Kansas back in it but um we kind of just saw the game out after that um like I said with good you know uh, a good running game um we were able to just kind of close the game out and um yeah we spoiled Kansas's um um chance of getting their signature bowl win or signature um game to uh, yeah yeah, bowl eligibility game um so maybe they'll get that another time uh another time this season or maybe they lose the rest of their match the rest of their game it would be so fun i would feel very bad for lance leifold who i who i view as like a very good coach and obviously like they lost their quarterback who was their engine like jalen daniels going down like that that's sad but it would be hilarious it would be very funny if if they like did the kentucky thing where it was like Oh, we're a both school. We're not just the best, but and, and everybody else is like, no, dude, you're not. It's okay. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. You're not. Um, and I just like to speak on Baylor for a second. This was sort of an important win because um, they're uh, Baylor sits at four and three, and like, yeah. I'm not sure that there are two comfortable wins left on the schedule. Yeah, um, there, there are a lot of the the rest of the games are uh, pretty. I mean, even like Texas Tech. Texas Tech, who at I would have in Lubbock, like yeah, which which normally isn't like I will say we usually play Texas Tech close, regardless of how poor they are in the season. Um, for some reason, like our games with Tech are just close. Um, but they kind of look good. Yeah, they're a, they're a, they're another weird team with again yeah. a coach whose name is a like auto generated name. But, <laughs> um, we've talked. I, actually, I want to do something. This is fun. Angus, we've talked about the head coach of Texas Tech on this program multiple times. What is his name? Nope, don't know. <laughs> we I think we made it a game last we time. Did. Right? We, we had, did like, make a game. We yeah. had like three. We had like three names, and we were like, which one is it? Yeah, Bo Nix. No, we'll talk about him in a second too. But no, Joey <laughs> McGuire. Joey McGuire. Joey McGuire. Just, yeah. just that like, is an auto-generated name. Joey just, McGuire. Joey McGuire. Related to Jerry? I assume it's his younger brother. Well, probably by this type of point, son. It's Jonathan son, Lipnicki. Yeah. It's Jonathan Lipnicki and Jerry McGuire. He took Jerry's last name when uh when Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger got married. This is all canon. Um, because you have no idea what Joey McGuire looks like. He could look like Jonathan Lipnicki, he no could idea. look like Tom Cruise. You have no idea. In my mind, it's just a cute little blonde kid. Yeah, Jonathan Lipnicki. What's crazy is I think Joey McGuire was a former Baylor coach. Probably. I think he was. <laughs> now, that uh, I, now that I remember it, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I can I can I can honestly say I I know nothing about him other than he coaches at Texas Tech. Like I, <laughs> I've watched no Texas Tech this year. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but in regards to uh, just real quick, like in regards to like the rest of Baylor's schedule, I will say like even for the games that 
we have lost against Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and um, I don't remember the other team. We it, it has all been like close, like one score game. So I don't think this team is bad. Um, I think we just get in our way sometimes. Um, I don't think we're like good enough to you know make the playoffs or anything. Like, but we're definitely like uh, I would say playoffs. Playoffs. Talking playoffs. <laughs> Not playoffs? Talking playoffs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, Josh, when when did you leave Baylor? Um, 2014. Okay, never mind. I thought that I thought that you were you were uh, somewhat younger because I was going to say not only did Joey McGuire um, coach at Baylor, he coached defense at Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't a coach under me. Uh, I would. I would know. <laughs> yeah. He was, I mean, he was. He, he was during he, the Matt Rule era, right? Yeah. Or was it? Um, yeah. So the, the once in future king. Um. Uh. And and he also coached at uh, Cedar Hill High School for like twenty years, which I don't know where that is. Um, it is in Cedar Hill, Texas, which is in uh, I don't like Dallas ish. Dallas ish, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well. Anyways, um, speaking of Dallas, this is not a great transition. Um, Speaking of Dallas ish, that's where the Big Twelve. offices are headquarters are and they made a decision um i don't know if you guys watched the texas um the texas oklahoma state game um texas was up 14 in the fourth quarter lost um but more importantly there was a discrepancy uh texas had 14 penalties for 100 and call it 20 yards um which is a lot but but like it could happen, right? Like you don't really want to have that many penalties, but you could have 14 penalties in a game and it could know, happen. It, could it happen. is not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. And it's not likely, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't go into a game expecting 14 penalties. Um, for Texas? You, for Texas. What you definitely wouldn't expect is a 14 penalty discrepancy when you have 14 penalties. <laughs> Oklahoma State was not penalized in this game. <laughs> The so big what are you 12, uh what are you insinuating twigs i think that i'm insinuating that the big 12 saw that a team was leaving had an opportunity to make one of their teams look good and uh I, they made it they made a business decision and i love it, was, it. There, there were some calls made to the top <laughs> that uh <laughs> and like it was the best part about it is because mike gundy is a troll and like sometimes in not a way that we find funny but sometimes absolutely in a way we find funny someone He's asked him like 40 uh yeah someone asked him like well, like a press like it was like do you think that the penalties played a big role in the game he was like well there was an 120 yard discrepancy so yeah i think so probably <laughs> because like normal coaches would be like can't play the the refs you you, you, know, you can only do what's in front of you i'm proud of our guys for playing a clean game and he was like no 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 i, I know what happened it's fine <laughs> texas shouldn't have left in the manner that they left it's cool don't worry about it um <laughs> they're paying for it they're paying for it and it's like i don't know what to tell you like gundy's just in there like guess we were the better team today hey <laughs> don't, <And> don't know <laughs> i gotta say i i am not mad about it no I, hilarious i don't i don't know i don't know how much you guys engage with like texas fans or big 12 fans in general on twitter but it is phenomenal when they lose <laughs> it is great it, it is twitter is a fun place when text when any of the big any of the big uh big 12 powers like texas oklahoma specifically those two yeah it is a fun place yeah when when they're struggling 
So uh, if you're in the SEC, are you upset? Are you mad that like with your decision to purchase these two programs at this no. at this juncture? No, no you're because you're not you're not you're not you're not buying the school. You're not buying the the team. The full, you're buying the program. You're you're buying the program and yeah. not yeah. even the program. You're buying the school. The, yeah. And the media market. And like, yep. it's like, there are a lot of Oklahoma fans and there are a lot of Texas fans. And so, for, and, and really, I would say that the SEC, the SEC isn't really going out and getting Texas. They're preventing Texas from going to the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, like the biggest, the biggest part from my perspective, the biggest part about getting Texas is that Texas is not part of the Big Ten. Because if the Big Ten had gotten Texas, Oklahoma, USC, and UCLA, that's it. That, yeah, the game's that's... over. Yeah. Like, like you're going out it's, and getting it's media, it's media wars yeah. right now. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's what you do. You, you, you do it to take them off the board. Yeah. Um, because like, if you look at it, like the cultural fit of Texas specifically with the big 10, like from like an academic perspective, um, makes a lot more sense than Texas with the sec. Now from a historically racist perspective, choo choo song, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, but, but like, not that, I don't know. I've seen games at Notre Dame stadium and I understand how they behave as fans. So they're pretty racist and they're well within our footprint, but um, uh, anyways, and Ohio state fans, Ohio state fans are miserable, but, um, but anyways, like the point is, is that like, I don't think that the sec is upset about this. I don't even think Texas is upset about this because despite the, like the bullshit media narrative about, well, what do they do if they're a two loss team and they lost their two games without Quinn Ewers, they don't get in is the answer to that question because no two loss team has ever gotten in. And that's, that's your answer. I don't care if it's Texas. They're, they're, <laughs> no, no, they lost their one non-conference game of note. No. Um, and so like that put this to bed. And also you, you got to, to watch Quinn Ewers who I got to tell you. Not I'm, good. I'm not, not a quarterback's coach. I'm not, I'm not going to like critique people's motion, but there are certain guys when you watch them throw a football, you're like, that's not right. Mm. And he does not look right throwing a football for a guy who is a five star. Especially, yeah. What, what did he? I don't remember. What did he look like before hair. the injury? Uh, I mean, good-ish, but yeah. like, I mean, like clearly he's struggling with it. But he has dumbass hair, and he plays for over the course of his career, Ohio State and Texas. I have nothing good to say about him. Like, <laughs> like, look, like it's not like Joey Burrow, who's like, I left Ohio State and went to a fun program. It's like. I left Ohio State and went to another version of Ohio State. <laughs> a much less successful version Full of version, Ohio yeah. State. <laughs> Ohio State, but where I could be the starting quarterback because CJ Stroud's not here. And you're like, all right, great. Arch Enjoy, Manning's man. coming. Have fun. Arch, Arch is coming. Arch, yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the message board breakdowns about uh, Arch Manning talking to Georgia after that loss were hilarious. <laughs> Go check out message board geniuses, best follow on Twitter. Um, it's truly phenomenal. Although it, it makes me, th- it, it makes me pine for the days of this week in Schadenfreude, which was the best thing on the internet. Um, that was a, as much as I dislike him, especially this week, Brian Cook, um, offering to the world, uh, what do you say? the, this week in Schadenfreude. Oh yeah. The best thing that the internet produced and then stopped because whatever. Um, but, uh, but we missed that. Um, but uh, w- without reference to anything else that, that's gone on in Big 12, um, TCU is still undefeated. Mm. I, I don't know that that matters. Um, we'll see. Like, I just, uh, I just like... They, I, I, they have I a chance like, to... Like, they, I, they have, like, a knack for, like, just pulling some coach, not out of thin air because Dykes has been around a while, 
but like pulling the right coach out and saying like, Hey, you're going to be our guy. And it was Sonny, Sonny Dykes is, yeah. yeah. Sonny Dykes is going to be there for 20 years. Like Gary Patterson was They're like, be, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, but, but that's part of it. Right. Is that like, there's something to be said for stability and you're going to see Absolutely, what ha- yeah. happens when you, when you don't have stability and continuity in about 12 days uh, with Oklahoma. Um, oh. Like, you're going to see it. It's going to be a problem. Like, do, do you think Auburn is happy with their, with their merry-go-round? Do you think that they like, and look, I'm not a Gus Malzahn fan. I'm not, I don't think Gus. he's a great coach. Do you think that they would be better off right now sitting here? Do you think that they would be better off with Gus Malzahn or Brian Harson? Because there's an answer to that question. <laughs> and it's Gus Malzahn. Uh, it's all right. So it's also like part of Auburn's like stupid identity though. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. would they be better off? Yes, but right, like I, I guess, like like I, I guess, like the, the like the argument is like like my argument is always like be who you are, and Auburn is batshit. So like be who you are, Auburn. We believe in you. Um, do you know what else we believe in? Um, we believe in the power and magic of Tuesdays and Wednesdays that Arsenal doesn't know what I'm talking about. Hey everybody, uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but <laughs> they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. That was good. I feel good about that. All I, right, I love um, that. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to take that clip and just like send it to send, Gunners. Exactly. No. <laughs> um. So some other like like. But before we get into sort of the the back half of this episode, where we're going to spend some some time previewing Michigan, Michigan State, because that is obviously the game of the week from our perspective. Like there are other more important games that are coming up this weekend. Um. Game day is at uh Jackson State versus um whoever they're playing. Um, so Deion Sanders paid ESPN yeah. how yeah. much money? Uh, strictly speaking, that would be Dave Portnoy paid ESPN so much money. There you go. Well, um, hmm. because that's that's the way that works. That's an interesting um, question because they fired him. Yeah, but you know, nothing. What is dead may never die, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> like bar bar stool is the Iron Islands of media companies. Um, <laughs> am I good? Wait, wait. Am I good with that? I think so. Like they're not that big of a player. They're a huge pain uh, in the ass. Yeah. Maybe. I think I think that they are the Iron Islands. I'm I'm blanking on the the house's name. Uh, the one that Ramsey came from. Bolton. 
Bolton. How's Bolton? They're the Boltons. Yeah. No, because you, you, Boltons were were like devoted to a certain company and then spun off of it. So yeah. uh, the Boltons would be probably like, um, it would have to be like a, a former sub. Their Longhorn Network. The Boltons are Longhorn Network. <laughs> like subsidiary of ESPN got a little bit too big for their yeah, bridges yeah, yeah. and eventually are going yeah. to be relegated to the dustbin of history. Anyways, um, oh, Ohio State played Iowa. It went about how you thought it would. Um, how did how did Ohio State get so many short fields? Um, because Iowa doesn't have an offense. Oh, good point. Good point. And like Jim couple- Mills plays a, a cover, what, yeah. three and probably it- just like cutting off. Noles, tons of interceptions yeah well so Knowles does play like that pattern match cover three um but he yeah. he came out like play one brian ferentz came out throwing and ohio state just was in their, their like base cover three because early in games you're not going to get too exotic because you want to see what the other team's doing and spetcher petrus like threw a a hook route which is like what you don't throw on the run against cover three because there's a guy whose job it is to be there like like an internal like it, and it was just like if you watch it it was just like that was a really nice pass to that defensive back <laughs> good job Spencer um so I want to talk about Clemson for a second um only because so Clemson beat Syracuse in a game that we all wanted Syracuse to win Syracuse was up twenty one to ten um, DJ Oyungalele who uh, is the quarterback at Clemson he got pulled hang on hang on that was an excellent pronunciation I did it well right done. that time I did it right did. that time. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Usually I don't, but that's no, no. Like I, 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 I thought about it because I, I realized. Um, Uwe my young mis- Galele. Uwe young my, Galele. my mispronunciation of his last name because of my own laziness is ironic given my first name. So I wanted to be respectful of someone who has their name constantly mispronounced. Um, and so I was like, no, no, no. This is I can I can put in the time, which is ironic because now I'm going to talk about his backup cape. I don't know, Klubnik, Klubnik, Klubnik. Kubrick? Sure. Kubrick? Kubrick? Cade Kubrick. Um, Kubrick. Yeah. It's not related to Stanley, but maybe he probably, is. Probably he born is. in 2001, which is a relevant yeah. year for both of, him it and... A, it was a space odyssey in 2001. It was. Weird, weird movie. Um, weird, very weird. I, I've never gotten through it. Really? Yeah. Um, you should. You should. It's, it's a movie worth finishing. Um, yeah. There's a giant baby. Are you interested? Not really. There's a giant floating space baby, which is a metaphor for something. I don't know what. I, mm. I will be honest. I have finished the movie. I don't know. Damn idea what that movie is about. <laughs> um, I actually do. It's, it's about progression and how. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Back to Uwe Young Galele. I said it right. right. Um, so, so after the So Cade Klubnik comes in, provides that quote spark. He didn't actually play all that well. Like he, 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 he but like sometimes you pull a quarterback and you're, and the team sort of like wakes up. Um, yeah. um uh Josh has muted himself. Didn't mean to do that. I apologize. Um you said he provided a spark. Yep. Or was or, or was that what what was just what was just uh mentioned in the uh well because I'm I'm looking at he I'm, went I'm, two pre- two for four for nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't he did, like in like six <laughs> six carries for fifteen yards. When I say okay. spark, I mean Will Shipley decided to start playing football when Cade Kublik came in and you can take that however you want but like the fact of the matter is is that like he did nothing I when I say spark I use like air quotes like spark um spark. he didn't he didn't do anything like he he <laughs> he he 
was there when Will Shipley decided he wanted to be the best player on the field. Second best. Sean Tucker forever. Um, but, but so then after the game, Dabo Swinney was like, DJ is our quarterback. We do not have a quarterback controversy. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, it's not up to you to determine if you have a quarterback controversy. You don't get to make that call. That's, that's an external decision. And I've got some bad news because DJ, like, look, I like DJ Uyunglele. I actually think that like, he's, he's a very toolsy player. He's not good at playing the game of football 11 v 11. He's just not. And like, I, I don't, I, Maybe he will get there. Josh Allen went from being not good at football to being good at football. I, you know, they're, they're not dissimilar players. Um, huge arms, pretty athletic. Cannot hit the broad side of a damn barn in college. But like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll get there. But like, he's with, not a good with the player. right coach in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, mark, if, if, if he get if he gets drafted by the Giants and gets Brian Dayball, maybe. But like, if not. <laughs> This this is this has Jamarcus Russell written all over it. <laughs> or Ryan like, Mallett. Or Ryan Mallett, or any number of tall and large and strong and vaguely athletic players. You know, Devin Gardner. Devin Gardner's not well, no, Devin Gardner was broken. <laughs> that that wasn't his fault. That was it's not that he was bad at football, it's that he was good at football and then something happened to him and he was traumatized he was, uh, and never came back. <laughs> and aside on Devin Gardner, he did not know how to play quarterback when he got to college. He had no idea. Correct. Because his uh, high school, Inkster High School, did not, they, they ran like a, a flex bump. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember him, there, there was some quote from him at like at the beginning of one of the seasons. And he was like, yeah, over the off season, I learned that I got to read the middle linebacker before the play starts. And I'm, we're just like, oh, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Um, yeah. So, so anyways, um, the, the idea is with, with Uyunglele is that he's not the best quarterback for Clemson to be successful. And Clemson is still undefeated. Like, they still have national title hopes, which is, like, super weird to say for a team that it sucks as hardcore as Clemson sucks. Um, but, like, they're, Clemson's last four games are they're – on, they're on bye this week. They've got a horrendous Notre Dame team, a horrendous Louisville team, a horrendous Miami team, and South Carolina who just won a game, which again, South Carolina is ranked because they beat a, say it with me, horrendous Texas A&M team. Like Clemson doesn't have a series and they'll, they'll play what North Carolina in the ACC championship game. Clemson does not have a serious game on their schedule. Wow. Like, like Syracuse is probably Syracuse and Wake Forest are probably the two most difficult games that they have this year. And damn it. That's not fair. (laughs) Like, it's not fair that Clemson gets to go to the playoff playing Wake Forest and Syracuse and Michigan State is out here like, oh, we had an easy game against fucking Wisconsin. (laughs) It's not that different from like Michigan's schedule, though, is it? No, it's well, Michigan, Michigan's the difference with Michigan. We got the one. We've got the one team. You've got the one. And that's a pretty big one. But also like. Clemson could, could Clemson, still lose that game and go to the playoff. Right. But like y- the difference is, is that like Clemson's quote difficult games are Notre Dame and Wake Miami Forest. and Wake Forest. Whereas like Michigan does have to go through like a little bit of a mini gauntlet. Like it's not yeah. fun playing Penn State, Michigan State, Illinois, and Ohio State in the course of six weeks. 
Like, I don't care who you are. That's not fun. Whereas with, with Clemson, like they're going to have backups in, in the second half of every single one of these games, every single one of them, they're they're Whoever their third string quarterback is, he will play in half of these games. Notre Dame wants to fire their coach. Louisville wants to fire their coach. Miami wants to fire their coach. And South Carolina loves their coach because he's going to win them seven <laughs> games. If you win seven games at South Carolina, you're beloved. Um, uh, aside, should we, uh, should we talk about how Michigan Twitter is discussing Josh Gaddis? Uh, no. No, it's cool. You uh, Again, like, I can point out <laughs> racism of others, and I don't really want to call it out in my backyard, but interesting how Michigan behaves in that fashion towards Josh Gaddis. Interesting. Towards Josh Gaddis. Yeah. Josh Gattis. yeah. Anyways, um, Josh Gaddis is also a bad coach, which is like, a, a, like not a, that good. <laughs> like, I like guess a, a separate issue is that like he he is he has ruined a number of offenses that should have been good. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, by the way, I, look, I call myself out when I'm wrong about things. I was very wrong about Oklahoma this year. Um, I thought Oklahoma was not going to miss a beat. I was very wrong. I will call myself out. Like I thought Michigan State was going to be a lot better than they are. I'll call myself out. Um, I was dead ass right about Tyler Van Dyke. I heard all season about, oh, Dark Horse Heisman. Oh, he's a top five pick. And I was like, no, he's not. He sucks. He's not good. And everybody's like, no, 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 Tyler Van Dyke. And I was like, no, 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 he's, he's butt. He is, he's, you're, you're confusing good with, um, with, with whatever, you know, whatever. But, um, so anyways, the, the other, the other, the last thing I sort of want to talk about um, amongst games that happened yesterday, two things. One, Duke did beat Miami by 24, um, which is funny. Again, Duke is not that bad, but you're playing the name when Miami loses to Duke by 24, it's a thing. Um, and then the, the, the final game that I want to talk about, uh, obviously, shout out to Oregon, our favorite son. We will talk more about you as you continue to progress in your life cycle. Uh, ducks forever. Um, and then um, our actual favorite coach on this podcast is not Mel Tucker. It's not Dave Aranda. It's not Jim Harbaugh. It's not uh, Dan Lanning. It is, in fact, Lane Kiffin. And so when our favorite coach has a bad day, we do have to mention it. Um, LSU is not as bad as we thought they were going to be under Brian Kelly. Like, they actually are a good team. Um, yeah you hate to see it um you hate to see it he's a good coach um he's a terrible person he's a good coach um worse yeah uh but when you get like smoked they got smoked 45 to 20 and then also i do want to criticize the fans i don't normally criticize fans you're lsu you do not rush the field you're better than this you're better than this lsu um, oh, wait, so Clemson, do they rush they, the field they, they every rush, home they, game? They, they, they go onto the field after every home game. It's like, it's, it's one of the best is, ways to, to so it's, it's, it, yeah, every year we do this. Every year we do this. And like, <laughs> they win a, like a semi-meaningless game in like a, a close fashion. And people are like, Clemson's rushing the field against, insert team X this year at Syracuse. Last year it was a bad Florida State team, whatever. And it's just a really good way to, to like out yourself as a college football casual. If someone makes a joke about Clemson rushing the field, you can just be like, ah, so you're new to this sport. Excellent. <laughs> they do it after every game. It's every game. It's, it's like, it's like what they do is they like, they all go on to the field. They sing the, the fight song or alma mater or whatever. And then they leave and it's, they do it every game. It's not a big deal. You can mock that they do that. And like, you can feel bad for their land, their grounds crew, which I do like yeah. imagine having like a thousand people, um, is that a cigar? No, it's a pretzel. Oh, all right. 
Um, I, it's I, a very I thought, visual podcast. Yeah, I thought that you were lighting up a victory cigar uh, about the Michigan-Michigan State game in advance. See? Transition. <laughs> Transition. There you go. Yeah, all right. Okay, so, um, Josh, you're going to be the arbiter. We're going to do a little bit of uh, – we're going to take a, a note from Touchline Fraca, technically the owner of this podcast. Not owner. They're, they own nothing. I own all of this. Um, but our, our partners over across the pond uh, who don't listen to us. But what they do is they do a uh, fight card. So when, when two teams uh, are playing each other uh, who, are, who have devoted fan bases, we, they do what is known as a fight card. So they go, uh, what they do is they go by position and say, who's better? And you give it to that. And that's how you determine who's going to win. Um, we're not going to do that because whether Michigan has a better quarterback than Michigan State doesn't actually mean anything because they don't play against each other. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go uh, the five, six, eh, seven. There, there are seven categories, Okay. Michigan State run offense versus Michigan run defense. Michigan State pass offense versus Michigan pass defense. Vice versa, that's four. Five special teams, six coach, seven intangibles. What we call uh, around these parts, feelings ball. Um, which team needs it more? Which team it would hurt more to lose, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Do we have a forecast yet for next weekend? Oh, it's you. you we all know it's going to rain because – does that fall into the intangibles? Uh, oh, okay. Yes. So, so, so Josh, you might not know this because you don't pay attention to Michigan, Michigan state the same way that we do. There was a series of, I think like three years in a row where um, no, it was two years in a row where Michigan state for some reason under, under Mark D'Antonio became like unbeatable in like hailstorms. And <laughs> the way that, that MGO blog, um, again, I don't like to give a ton of credit to MGO blog, but like they did put this really well, which is that like, at a certain point, like you can't criticize Michigan state for being good at papaya ball. It's not football. It's a different game and it's not their fault that they're good at it. it and they're not choosing to play papaya ball. It's just that they just so happen to be playing papaya ball a lot. And like they win those games. And that was like the analogy is that it's like a different game that everybody is forced to play. It's because D'Antonio is a nut job and he had a triple option package that he only whipped out like once every three years. But I'm uh, sure they practice it to death. He did it. Uh, the, the, I mean, look, if you, if you actually want to have like a discussion about why Mark D'Antonio is one of the great coaches of the I, last 30 years. I really don't. Yeah. He went triple option against Ohio state in the shoe on a week's notice and won. And like, that's insane. That's crazy. That's yeah. insane. He, he well. straight up did that with backup two backup quarterbacks and was like, we're running the triple this week. And everybody on his team bought in and won. And that's like, that's incredible. Incredible. Anyways, um, so I don't think we have a forecast yet, but so let's, let's. Uh, it's, it, I mean, this means nothing in Michigan, but right now it is 60, it, the high is 60 and sunny. So that favors, so no uh, that favors Michigan because Michigan. that means football. <laughs> and Michigan is not better papaya than ball. Not papaya ball. Um, although I, I will say um, Michigan State, like th- this is like the one Michigan State team that could really benefit from having clear skies. Because um, their only offense is get the ball to Jaden Reed, um, which is not a terrible theory. Yeah, we uh, actually might want it to rain. Yeah, you're much better <laughs> at running the ball and stopping the run. Than but we you're, are. you're the, we, I mean, we're jumping ahead, but your defensive backs are bad, except you got the one good one back. Oh, I'll, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So let's, let's, let's yeah. actually start with, um, do you want to start with Michigan on offense? Sure. All right, so let's do, let's, I'm, I'm going to do the easy one first. Um, Michigan's run offense versus Michigan State's run defense. I'm going to say it's easy because it's actually straight. We win. Yes, but I'm, I'm, and right. I'm willing to concede that. But I do want to bring something up here, and I think it's important. 
Michigan State still has Michigan has D'Antonio defensive tackles. Um, one of them has been out for a very long time, Jacob Slade. He's the best player on Michigan State's defense. He was out for that four-game losing streak. He yeah, came he back. Came back. He came back against Wisconsin, and Wisconsin with Braylon Allen averaged like three point you know, three point nine yards a carry. I'm I'm not expecting Michigan State to ju- to shut down Michigan's running offense. I am saying that having um, D'Antonio era defensive tackles is usually a recipe like having those two. So it'll be Slade and Barrow with Cal Halliday behind them in a four, three, like you've been, you've been running against that now for 12 years, 14 years. Like Cal Halliday is a bulla. It's all the same. Sure, It's, it's good. However, it's no, no, no. Michigan, Michigan gets the nod. Absolutely. Michigan's going to get the nod in almost all of these, except for intangibles. Um, because Michigan cannot afford to lose this game. <laughs> like just the, the, they can't. So, but, but in terms of that, like, I think Corum and Edwards are very good. I actually think that the way that this will break down is schematic and it's, it's so rarely actually schematic, but Michigan state switched their defense to a four, three, to a base four, three, not a base four, two, five last week um, mm-hmm. against Wisconsin. And what that says to me is that, Tucker is taking more control of the defense and he is looking at the big 10 and saying, I'm playing Michigan, Illinois, um, and, and Penn state the rest of the way. And they, they're, they're, they're not going to kill me with flat passes. They're going to kill me with runs. Um, so do I think Michigan state is going to win this? No. Do I think Michigan, the, the, the actual argument here is not whether Michigan state can win this battle. It's can they stem the bleeding? right? Can they clot the cut? Because Penn State couldn't, and that's why they got humiliated, right? It was 418 yards. Uh-huh. Um, I think, like, a win for Michigan State is if they keep Michigan under 200. And, like, I, I, I don't think that that's that hot of a take. I think if you keep Michigan under 200 yards on the ground, that means you win. Win not win the game. No, 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 not win the game. No, no, not win the game. Win that. Win that battle within what is. Yeah, it? yeah, that's 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 fair. And like, yeah. if you if you, keep I mean, the thing the thing though is, I, it, yeah, they could keep it under two hundred, but that by doing that, you're saying that neither Corum nor Edwards will hit a home run. Correct. That's what I'm and saying. Is that they, Michigan Michigan State can only win this battle by not giving up the home run. And yeah. I don't, I don't know that they can. I'm not predicting, predicting that they will. I'm saying the the way you, to success in this game is keep them under 200. Don't get gashed. Make I, Michigan. I don't go think down that the they're. I don't think that's going to happen because I. So I, I don't think that I don't think that Harbaugh at all are like planning for the Michigan State game like they do for the Ohio State game. But it also just so happened that this game is happening before the bye week. After so week. what? After the bye week. After the bye week, whatever. After the bye week, and like th- we've seen this season, that they're very, very good at at one scouting. Obviously, like scouting the other team, but then setting up plays that are going to gash the other team. My argument against that is Indiana's screen game. Oh, they didn't. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm convinced that they that they just did not respect Indiana. They were just fair. Why would you? Um, they they were wrapping the things that they wanted to wrap for later in the season. They were like. We're going to win this game. It's going to be ugly because we're not prepping for this game. We're going to run the things that we want to run. Fair enough. That's it. 
Uh, so Josh, you have to give an official, official answer to this. I I've conceded the point a little bit, but you, you are the ultimate arbiter. So. Point. Angus in Michigan. <laughs> towards, their, towards their, their rushing attack against Michigan state's run defense. So here is where we get to something that I actually think is very interesting. So Xavier Henderson came back um, last week against Wisconsin. Xavier Henderson has also been out during the four game losing streak. During that four-game losing streak, Michigan State's pass defense was the worst in the country. Um, and a lot of it was, um, was blown assignments because at safety, and Josh can speak to this, safeties are the ones calling the coverage. The people calling the coverage were a true freshman and a walk-on. Oh, okay. <laughs> that explains a lot. That explains a lot. Um, they got back their, their preseason All-American safety, and suddenly there were no blown coverages. Um, Granted, he was still playing next to a true freshman, not the true freshman that was playing before they're on their second true freshman. Um, but they are, they are what, what the real argument is here is look, JJ McCarthy does not make many mistakes, but he also hasn't been pushing the ball. He hasn't been testing corners. He's been making the right play in those intermediate routes. So the question is, is can Michigan state make him make a mistake? And that's a pass rush question. Um, and so really the question, so, so really this, this fight, as far as I'm concerned, is not really between Michigan State's corners and Michigan's wide receivers. Um, it is actually between disguising coverages and Michigan's tight ends. Because if Michigan State can bring pressure, they're, they're not going to get pressure with four. I, 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 I just don't see that happening. If they can bring pressure without getting gashed in the middle of the field, that's how I think Michigan State can be successful. Uh. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I he has not even under pressure. He has not made those kinds of mistakes. Maybe like once or twice. When is he? Uh, but like, but but this season he hasn't been under pressure. I'm talking about not just not just the pressure of a blitz, but a pressure of the moment. Um. Yeah. I mean, going into Kinnick, that's pressure. Like playing in Kinnick, that is pressure. Sure, and Michigan reeled right. off massive runs in the first two drives, and the game was over. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's it's possible. Obviously, he's, he's a young quarterback, so it's possible. But and also, I, th- I we'll think see. I think also there's something to be said for Michigan State's secondary getting healthy. So then you're you're going out there with um, the starting backfield. They also uh, finally demoted Angelo Gross, who. Um, is probably a very nice young man. <laughs> Are you saying he's not a very good cornerback? <laughs> he's not a very good defensive back. He has played at safety. He has played at corner. He has played at nickel. And whenever not you've good. seen, whenever you've seen someone running free across the field, it's someone in his path is usually number fifteen. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Like, look, like I hope that he is. I, I th- by all accounts, he, he's probably a very nice young man. Um, but he's, I don't think he's playing much against Michigan. Um, I, and yeah. I think that. I, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. I, I also think the coaches have put JJ in like a very, like a very good, they've set him up very well for success. You notice during the Penn state game, even though like, yeah, that the game turned on those massive home runs by, uh, by Edwards and Corum, he they did, did not pass towards their star cornerbacks. He just didn't. Right. Right, because and- they they told him not to, and he's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
So, I, I mean, obviously, like, he'll be, I think he'll be prepared for some weird blitzes from Tucker. Um, but he should be prepared for that. Like, they, like, Harbaugh would not be doing his job if he did not prepare JJ for that. And I, I've seen no indication from him that, like, when that, I mean, we saw it last year where he'll do, like, the little dance around thing. He's done it, like, once this year. Um, but, every, like, every time it's happened, he's, like, he's been, like, that's on me. I can't do that anymore. It's on me. And he, he hasn't done it in a couple games. Uh, so it's possible. Obviously, I, it's possible. I, th- but- I think that I think, I think that actually the, the way that this works for, for, for Michigan State, again, I'm arguing Michigan State's side on this, yeah. is that Michigan is down a right tackle. Um, uh, Barnhart's good. Replacement right, is good. Right, but still. <laughs> like sure. you're, 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 you're weaker at right tackle than you were. Um, Barnard has, has been kicked out from guard because that's where he started the season. Um, and, and I think that, that Michigan state finally has Chris Bogle back. Um, Chris Bogle is a talented kid, you know, a top 75 recruit from Florida. Like he, he's a talented kid. You, you think that that's the way you do this. And then you, you tell your corners who are not very fast for some reason, like, look, stay in phase, stay in phase. He's not going to hit you over the top. And, and that's the way that you can make this. If you, if you play this game in a box, both, both uh, running and passing for Michigan State, that's a win. Yeah, we'll see. If, if, if McCarthy can take the top off of the defense, the game's over. The same way that Ohio State games are over the minute C.J. Stroud steps on the field. Because he takes the top off of the defense and you can't do anything about it, and that's that. Um, yeah. McCarthy has not shown that willingness. If, if that is a hardball restrictor plate. Wait, whoa, that, that he can, they can't. Throw the long ball? I know he can. He doesn't. Uh, So he wasn't hitting them early in the season. So I think Harbaugh may have taken it away. Right. Uh, But, like, if there's one game to, like, let him air it out, like, against Michigan State and against these corners, sure. Yeah. Let him do it. See what happens. But but that's what I'm saying is that if the restrictor plate doesn't come off, I think that this this could get very, very dicey very, very quickly for him. Yeah, I mean, so think about like the last the last opponent, Penn State. He wasn't going to throw a long ball against those corners. No, Iowa. Wasn't. He wasn't going to. He wasn't going to throw a long ball against whoever against at Iowa, Indiana. Again, they weren't respecting Indiana, so I, I, that would have been a good time to throw the long ball. But why? all I'm saying is that <laughs> is, is that you don't if you don't rep it at a certain point, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so sure. I, I actually don't think that, and, and I'll make my argument. I was willing to concede that Michigan's running a, attack is significantly better than Michigan State's run defense. I think that if, if J.J. McCarthy is sitting at 78% completion percentage at the end of this game as he is going into it, that's a win for Michigan State because that means that he's not pushing the ball downfield and Michigan State is making him hit those, those intermediate routes over and over again. And if he does, great, you tip your hat, like whatever. But um, – I think, I think Michigan State can win this battle, especially given that none of Michigan's wide receivers outside of the one who they don't pass to scare me, right? Like there's one wide receiver who's really, really scary. And aside from him, like, I don't, I don't think any of them are special. I think, I think the tight ends are competent. I think the wide receivers are competent. Donovan wow, Edwards. Wow, that is some home, that's some, uh, some homerism going into the Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan State game. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't think that Michigan's pass catchers outside of Andrew so, Anthony and Donovan Edwards are special. So Ronnie Bell, Roman Wilson, uh, they're both very, 
Ronnie Bell is very, very good. Roman Wilson, if you want to talk about one player who would take off the top of that defense, I mean, Andrew Anthony, obviously, uh, but like he's, he's going to be the fastest player on the field. No question. Which is how many, how many, how many, catches, how many catches does, does Roman Wilson have in seven games? I, I don't know. I'm 16. just saying like the, I, I'm saying that if, if they're going to air it out, I would not be surprised if Roman Wilson hits one. And what I'm saying is that reps matter and comfort yeah. and comfort with your wide receivers matters. I don't think that JJ has comfort throwing the, the long ball. And so I, I think that like, if, if you want to beat Michigan state, the way you do it is not throwing a thousand 15 yard ins. It's, it's, it's you bust, make them bust two or three times pause. And then you are, uh, yeah. Uh, and then you are in a situation where they, they have to play more aggressive and there's more room and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Josh here. Uh, Josh arbiter of all things uh, here. What, where, what are you giving it to? I will say that as far as the matchup goes, I, I think maybe Michigan probably wins this, but I'm giving the point to Michigan State and Asa because of the argument. The argument was way more compelling to me. So point Michigan State. All right, let's go. Um, uh, all right, so, so now we're going to talk about uh, the best thing Michigan State can do. Where So I can have at some point in this exercise – a win like Michigan state will be up at some point in this exercise. And I'm going to flip the order of things just to do that. And then it will be a train wreck the rest of the way. Um, Michigan state's passing offense is going to win the battle against Michigan state's Michigan's passing defense. Um, and the way that I define win is the same way that I defined win in 2015 when the ball kept going to a single matchup and, uh, and I believe Michigan State won that. So if you, if, for, for, for historical fans of the rivalry, you'll remember the 2015 game as the game where Connor Cook kept throwing to Aaron Burbridge and the game where Aaron Burbridge was always covered by Jordan Lewis. Now, I don't think that Jaden Reed is going to get 21 targets like Aaron Burbridge got on that day or whatever it was. Um, so here's, here's the difference here. You got Peyton Thorne versus Connor, Connor Cook. Cook. Right, correct. He's not... He's Connor not Connor Cook. Cook. You're, you're, you are correct that he is not a healthy Connor Cook. Um, Josh nope. can, can, can tell us about film watching Connor Cook, given that he played against Connor Cook. But um, the, the reason why I think that, that Michigan State will win the passing argument here is because the way that you win a passing game is not necessarily by, for, for Michigan State's purposes, the way that Michigan State wins this game is that they get one-on-ones with every single other one of their pass catchers. Um, if Michigan state, if Peyton Thorne can make Michigan double up on Reed, then you're saying to yourself, okay, can Keon Coleman make a play at six, four basketball player jumping ability? Can Malik Carr and Daniel Barker make plays? And even if they don't, even if they don't, if they are in one-on-one situations, then I consider that a win for Michigan state because Jaden Reed is going to go for eight catches and 110 yards in a touchdown. Like on, on that, I am certain. Because there's no way Peyton Thorne throws the ball enough to anybody else for them to do anything like of, of that nature. Um, and especially since Jaden Reed was hurt for a lot of this season, he's now healthy. He showed he was healthy against Wisconsin. He's got another week off. I'm, I'm so fairly that's, confident. That's making the assumption that one, that Peyton Thorne is going to get the ball to him eight times. I don't think he's going to. 
Okay. I like, I think our, our pass rush is actually quite good. Um, and I, I think that pe- they're going to, they're going to have Reed running a lot, which I understand that like, he's also a running, a running quarterback. And we have, as of last week, susceptible to the bust by the quarterback. However, um, I still, <laughs> I, 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 I think he's going to be under duress a little bit. I, Minter, Minter has been really good about the uh, designing coverages and then also sending, sending people from like strange parts of the strange parts of the field, which McDonald, um, like he, that's what he said he was going to do, but he didn't do it. Uh, and I think the mentor's done it really, really well. Um, if you look at the, the, the number of different players on Michigan that have gotten sacks this season, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, which again, like could play into Jaden Reed or, uh, into Jaden's hand, maybe, maybe, um, but we'll, we'll see. And then also our corners are, I, I think I, I, I'll be interested to see who matches up with, with Reed um, because Grant, Green, Turner, and, and ha ha ha, Sanders still, <laughs> they've all been really, really good. Um, so it's I, not I, don't, be, I don't think it'll be Sanders still. It's uh, not going to be Sanders Sanders still. Still. No, because they're, they're Sanders not going to the put guy him who, Well, he also, he's, he's the guy who deletes the, um, who deletes screens. Uh, so like you got to have someone doing that. Um, you also, like, you need someone who's, uh, maybe, maybe spy Thorne, but I'm not, I'm not certain about that. Um, but it's probably not gonna be Sam or so, but Jamon Green and DJ Turner are both been really good. And the, the reason I asked about Connor Cook earlier is because Connor Cook make, could make those throws against Jordan Lewis. I don't think that Thorne can always make that throw. So the thing is, is that he, I don't know that he can always make that throw to any other receiver other than Reed. And he makes that throw to Reed. Like they, 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 I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to repeat a talking point here. They've been playing together since middle school. Um, yeah. Like they, 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 they know each other. And so the thing with Thorne is that Thorne will throw at least one, probably two interceptions in this game. Um, it's just, can he make enough spectacular plays to read that that doesn't matter as much. And I think that ultimately it's not going to be Reed who, if, if Michigan state is going to pull this upset, which again, I don't think they are, I'm not predicting an upset. I hope that there's an upset. I'm going to be cheering for an upset, but like, I don't, I don't expect one. Um, the way that it works is that Jaden Reed doesn't get 110 catches or 110 yards on eight catches. It's that Keon Coleman gets like 163, like Ricky white style because Michigan does not roll coverage. And if Michigan, if Michigan's rolling coverage to Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman can beat whoever that other corner is, whether it's green or Turner, um, that's the way that Michigan state pulls an upset. It's that Keon Coleman has a huge game, not Jaden. Reed. Again, we'll see. I I still think that like our pass rush is going to. So that's, 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 that's a good point. And what I would hope is that Michigan state utilizes, um, a lot. So, so they're not going to utilize the, the running back screen game because that's been a failure this entire year and they sort of stopped doing it, but they've been doing a lot of tight end screens, um, yeah. which have been varying degrees of successful. Malik Carr had a 72 yard catch and run um, last week. So it's, it's the way that Michigan state can sort of pin that pass rush, pass rush back a little bit is if those defensive ends feel like they have to chip the tight ends. This would be a really good week to get Nikai Hill green back. We'll see. I don't, I don't think he's going, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no. Josh point. Um, for this one, 
I will say the point goes to Angus and Michigan because a pat a, a pass rush, a, a good pass rush, basically nullifies however good a receiver or quarterback combination is. If you can get to the quarterback, then it doesn't matter how good the receivers are. The you know the pass game is is dead. Um, so great point um, mentioning the pass rush, Angus. Cool. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this last one because we're running out of time really quick. Um, Michigan okay. state has not uh, eclipsed four yards to carry for any of its running backs. Oh. We oh, good with that? All right. We got that one. Good job guys. <laughs> we, we good with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, I thought Michigan, Michigan state was a run heavy run first team. Not. No, oh, wait, was, that, was that D'Antonio? Was that D'Antonio? That was D'Antonio or uh, okay. Kevin Walker the third. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the, I, 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 so I was, I was being facetious, obviously each of the running backs are above four yards carry. None of them are above five. None of them have a long of one of them has a long of, of 50. The other ones don't have a long of 20. It's not a good mm. running off, offense. Um, yeah. you know, like the Peyton Thorne has the second longest run on the year at 21 yards. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> um, it's, it's not explosive, nor is it effective, nor is it successful. Like it, it just, the only way Michigan, I can see Michigan State being successful on the ground in exactly one way, which is that they get two massive home runs off of a massive brain fart by Michigan. Yeah. And I don't see uh, that happening yeah, twice, which is what let alone. Happens, which is what happened against Clifford right. and Penn State. Right. Like He if, ran for if, 98 yards because if, it wasn't Ayabioki. It was, I think it was Rod Moore, which is like he ran in the wrong direction. <laughs> And if Michigan State can get two of those, then great. We're in good shape. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, uh, so in terms of, of uh, special teams, Michigan State's uh, punter is the best in the country. Michigan State uh, is one for five on field goals. Michigan's uh, kicker is... Our punter is also country. one of the best in the country. Punter is one of the best in the country, and they have a kicker who is good. I, I feel like we don't need to discuss more. Michigan State does have a better re- return opportunity because Jaden Reed is back there, but they have sort of... They, they, they had pulled him out. I think that you can expect him back there against Michigan, but he hasn't been back there in a while. Other than him, nobody's a good returner. Um, if he's back there, then I think that, that Michigan State has a chance. Um, if mm-hmm. not, fair catch, move on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Michigan, and AJ has, Henning is, has been good. Yeah. So, okay. I, I'm, 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 what I would say is that because Michigan can kick a field goal, they get that point. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan State could – could get some success um, in field position because of Bryce Barringer okay. um, and, and, and because of Jaden Reed. Like the, the, if, if Jaden Reed is back there and Bryce Barringer is, is, is booming his kicks the way that he does, um, I could see winning the field position battle um, even if the offense is not clicking the way you want it to. Um, all right. So coaching. Um... Is this an argument? No, <laughs> no. Because coordinators count and it's not an argument. So <laughs> All offensive right. line Moving coaches now. Um, so, so here's, here's the, the, so Michigan is obviously going to win this, uh, I think five to two. Oh, so uh, an intangible, I'll, I'll give you a Michigan state intangible. Uh, so this is your Super Bowl. It is not only is it Michigan state Super Bowl, it's Michigan's anti Super Bowl. A win does nothing for you. You beat a <laughs> three and four team that uh, is not very good and, and is struggling and is, you know, whatever. But if you lose, oh, if you lose, if Michigan State loses, everybody, everybody agrees like, oh, yeah, that was probably what was supposed to happen. Oh, they lost by 20 instead of 30. Great. OK, cool. But if uh, Michigan- yeah, so here's the thing, though, and I, 
I actually, I, I think that Harbaugh has done better about this recently, even though lost the game last year, but it was just a, a really good close game. Uh, he's been very good about not de-emphasizing the Michigan State game, whereas his predecessors, uh, including Lloyd Carr, they de-emphasized the Michigan State game, which did play into Michigan State's hands, especially like once D'Antonio arrived. Well, I don't think to, Harbaugh does that. To be clear, the first the first uh, couple of years that that Lloyd Carr was there, um, Nick Saban was there, and he he benefited yeah. from Lloyd Carr not caring a whole bunch. Um, so I, what I would say about intangibles is that um, this game is a night game at Michigan. Um, the crowd should be raucous, but yeah, apparently they're doing some glow in the dark Mr. Brightside thing. That's unfortunate. In the second you half. You don't need to oh don't plan shit for the second half of a Michigan Michigan State game <laughs> because like it is not outside of the realm of possibility that that is a ten point game and 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 there is a lot of clenched buttholes in that in those games. <laughs> I I I disagree with everything that they do in that stadium at this point. I <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, they got but, some NBA uh, who's like, this is a good idea, and I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not. What are you doing? <laughs> um. But what I will say about the intangibles of this, especially as it relates to Michigan State, is that um, Michigan cannot cannot help itself from looking forward because there's a lot to look forward to. Michigan State has nothing to play for. There, the I difference. That, I really don't think that that's going to play into this game. I mean, I th- I, th- I think I, that, that sure, but like it's not. I, I don't know. They've already faced like some adversity this season. Like they had a coach pass out on the sideline I mean, oh yeah. right aside from that aside from that i'm talking about uh, yeah. in-game in-game adversity michigan has not played a close game like they, they the penn state was close at the half point wise what was the final what was the point, final score of that game angus uh 34 10 42 10 34 10 41 41 to 17 that's not a close game <laughs> and 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 I, even even when it was close at half the two plays that Penn State scored on were a pick six off of two helmets and a 98-yard scamper by Sean Clifford. Um, okay, no, no coach is going to be like, we need to change our. Don't plan. you dare speak poorly about Sean Clifford. That guy is awesome. I mean, he won't remember that I said it. <laughs> Cut that from the podcast. Nah, I'm gonna leave it in. Um. Anyways, Michigan, Michigan, uh, the, the, the official uh, line right now is 21 and a half. Um, oh, that's too much. Oh, I see. I, I actually thought that it was going to be higher. Not that I would pick this game in any way, because I would never pick a game like this. But um, I thought it was going to be 24. I thought it was going to be three touchdowns and home field advantage. Mm-mm. That's uh, 21 and a half is still too much for the Michigan. Yeah, Michigan uh, dear, dear listener, stay away from this one. <laughs> stay away just pick the over and ohio state in the ohio state penn state game that's what you should do i don't care what the line is and i don't care what the over under is the over and ohio state and in the iowa northwestern game which is a line of 31 and a half under <laughs> people say life's too short to bet the under i disagree uh prop bet prop bet question uh do you think that there someone's going to throw a sandwich in the tunnel no. Did you not hear about this? I did. I did. Uh, Penn State threw peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at Michigan in the tunnel yeah. because apparently 112, 20 years or however long Michigan has been playing in, in the big house. Uh, this is the first time that someone's thrown a sandwich. 
uh, in the tunnel. And James in, Franco in a single like, tunnel. And, a, yeah. and James Franco's like, why don't you guys have a, another tunnel? And Harbaugh's like, because this is, this is this is what we've been doing <laughs> forever. Like everyone else is not a jackass, James. Um, I am your host, uh, Asa. You can find my co-hosts and panelists. Uh, you can find Josh on Twitter at Josh Bendenock. He tweets about um, Chelsea Football Club. They suck. Uh, because they refuse to play uh, the guy who they should play. And I'm actually right this time. Like normally I'm just talking shit, but they should play him. He's their best offensive player right now. Um, and Baylor football, et cetera. Um, you can find my co-host uh, Angus at nerd Angus. He doesn't tweet enough. So, you know, tweet at him, tell him to tweet more. Find me at diamonds Esquire. I'm not usually there. I'm usually the guy behind the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. If it's not me, it's someone else. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus. Um, no thank you to Instagram um, because, uh, you know, I don't know. Do I have beef with Instagram this week? No, because you haven't got the account up and running. Right. Uh, We're supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> please, uh, so please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your uh, real rival, whoever that may be. Um, and obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.